0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts John Crockett,
1: Steve Fizz, and the statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors, and we have officially hit the dead period of the AFL calendar. Wow, there is nothing going on because people are starting to talk about the AFL Draft, which of course, who gives a fuck? It's uh it's the AFL draft. It's um it, what there's like four people who care, I think. Cam, would you would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, there's uh, look, there's probably uh, who's that? Cal Twomey and the other guy. There, there, yeah, there's there's not much
1: interest. Like they try to drum up interest in it, and it's just like I I don't watch children on the television. Yeah. that often. Like, well, you don't
0: even watch TV,
1: do you, Steve? I don't watch TV. No, that's true. I don't <laughs> at all. It's um. <laughs> I... So no, I don't have much interest in like it's it, you know, we'll I'll see who the top picks are, but beyond that it's um you know, we'll take it with a grain of salt. Like they're they're young, very young. It's not like say in America where the college sports and at least they've got some more development, I guess you could say. Mm. Um and we see so many of these kids that but by the time they're twenty two they've changed clubs or whatever. It's um it's an interesting business in, in
0: Australia. Do they um, in the like NFL or something similar when they finally get drafted after college? Do they, from a fantasy perspective, sometimes come in with impact, or is it still kind of a slow burn?
1: Uh, well, it's interesting in the NFL. So they have to do three years um, of NFL, so they can come in straight away have impact, especially in the running back position. Wide receivers take a bit longer. Um, NBA, I think they have to play one season of. They have to be one year removed from college basketball. That's why you see guys like, um, uh, what was it, LaMelo Ball come to Australia and play for a year um, and, and get away with it that way. So, but again, rookies in the NBA, they're not, I don't think they're generally yeah. fantasy producers. It's, um, baseball's a bit different though. They, you know, you don't often see many young kids come in and be good in baseball.
0: I love that LaMelo Ball, came, he, he's like, yeah, I'll do my gap here in, Australia, play for Illawarra Hawks, I think they are. And then at the end of the year, he just bought the team. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to just buy the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you get a real sense of the
1: money when, when that sort of thing happens. And yeah. like when Aaron Sipos goes and he's, he's like a kicker for, uh, is it Philadelphia, I think? Yeah. And it's yep. like, yeah, he earns as much as Dustin Martin and he's the kicker. Like, yeah,
0: it's, it's just a different world, right? Yeah, and he'll earn like as he goes on, he'll earn way more anyway. Like that salary will be a base salary, right? Once he establishes himself, he's going to be massive. Well, I think it's um like the team I follow in the
1: baseball is the Dodgers, and their payroll far exceeds for one season the entire AFL. Like it's oh no, yeah, it's not even like it's not even close. No,
0: one of one player probably. Like there are some players like that are on what forty mil, something yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Like jeez. Yeah. Anyway. So it's, um, yeah, money. it's a different world. But
1: there was tough times in the in the group chat this week, Cam. Ooh. Um dietary changes. I, <laughs> I've had to reti- I'm gonna have to retire the spicy foods. It's um it's a terrible situation. Um it's like I, I'll eat like jalapenos on a pizza the night before and then like the next day. My ass is just ex- explodes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it dies, and um, and I can't walk until lunchtime.
0: So what's the because you you do a lot of work out in the field? I would suggest or on the course. What yeah. do you, what do you, what's your sitch like when you you, you sort of do that immediate clench and you're like, oh no, I'm on the 18th or on the 12th and I'm a kilometer away from safety. Well it's not
1: it's, it's not a diarrhea situation. It's just a it's just a my colon has blown up.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well that's far less you know and to be honest, I wasn't sure that the pod would ever go into this territory, but I'm glad we're discussing, you know, types of bowel discomfort for once. It's it deserves its time in the sun. It's, it's- it's about goddamn time.
1: <laughs> because I was like going to the group chat for sympathy and sympathy came my way. And then you were like, well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I've, I've lost in the last few years, dairy. Uh, and I've just, I, I had a fitness test the other day, uh, where they took some bloods and, uh, yeah, cholesterol is through the roof. So red meats gone, you know, saturated fats, that delicious saturated fat, fish and chips, my favorite meal which is probably why the cholesterol is so high, gone, out the window, I don't know how to live anymore. Like If I lose gluten, man, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I always do real bad on all those tests because my doctor's 20 minutes up the road in Haywood and there's a deal at one of the service stations on the way up. You get four potato cakes and a Coke for like five bucks or something like that. (laughs) So I'm like, fuck, yeah, this is making that shit faster. (laughs) The doctor's like, man, your blood pressure's through the roof. I just ate four potato cakes. I fucking expect it, wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's not great. But um, anyway, we're on to the trick and treat pile. There's no special guests this week. Uh, Cam Stato thought he was going to be here. Yeah, he pulled the pin. He's he's, a, he's the, look, the great man's got a busy schedule at the minute. Uh, he thought he'd get here this week, but he didn't. Uh, he's still a few weeks away navigating the uh, the
0: outposts of, of the territory. It's a classic uh, shitcoin rug pull would be what I'd call that Stato move. <laughs> I'm coming and then, oh no, five minutes before I'm not coming.
1: <laughs> I was trying to give him some respect. He might listen to this. Well, I mean, he's got 18-hour
0: <laughs> drives. He probably will listen to yeah. this repeatedly. repeatedly. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, um, yeah, he's going to have some ammo when he comes next time. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's... Um... It's bad, but this is the trick-or-treat show, uh, Halloween, obviously, this week. We re-badge uh, the, the good vibes, bad vibes, because there's not a lot going on, let's be honest. Uh, we put the hat on Malibu Stacy. That is... that. That's where we're at. That's where we're at, people. Um, yeah. Um, Something
0: spooky. Ooh. Are you a Halloween guy? Maybe something I'm...
1: spooky. Am I a Halloween guy? No, you... not at all. I couldn't...
0: Yeah. You? No, God, no. Really? No, 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 we're not. Because we're Mrs.
1: Fizz, you can only imagine. Yeah, we've got I, um. I mean, I'm trying. Like one of those half buried skulls. We, we've got one of those half buried skeletons in the yard, and there's all that mm. shit going on. We, but she's yeah. also a mad COVID freak, so I can't imagine she'd be wanting people to come to the door.
0: No, she might just no, no, throw no.
1: throw lollies out onto the street. She just know, get
0: get some of those um. I don't know, like dodgeballs, and make them look like COVID. You know, that, like, s- stereotypical COVID. Mm. And just fucking throw them at people, and they rock they up. They
1: look like sea mines.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 Sea mines from uh specifically the Street Fighter film. I don't know if you remember that film back in the day, but, man, there is a scene where he's going through the water in a stealth boat, and there's sea mines. Oh, so good. I remember <laughs> Raul Julia. <laughs> Yeah, it was, <laughs> um, and bison. A, yeah, right? Bison. Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. Gold Coast. a great movie uh,
1: called Moon over, Moon over Parador.
0: Little known fact. It was, uh, the, the Gold Coast's, uh, best film that's ever been filmed there. On the Gold Coast. Oh, just, was it? <laughs> yeah. Just, just beats out Fool's Gold with Matthew McConaughey. It's, uh, tough times at New um...
1: I watched um Dark City, which was the first like the other oh, night yeah this week yeah the first movie shot at uh the Sydney studio that is and I was like I thought that was kind of cool back in the day and it is fucking horrendously shit now <laughs> I'm older yeah and I'm like what is this trash This is fucking terrible Why would anyone put this Melissa George topless though for those so, of you who it, are uh, big fans of what was her name on Home and Away Amber or something I don't know who. I don't know. Not I a, not I a don't own own
0: own own away way guy. Jesus. Yeah, neither. Okay, so we're going for trick first. Yes, yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is how this is how they feel days and days with trade radio. It's just they don't actually discuss the trades anyway. So uh, Dunkley, let's get on to you know trick. Wait, trick, trick or treat, trick. Josh Dunkley is my trick for next year. Um, obviously really hard to argue that at his best, he's one of the best fantasy scorers in the comp. And he showed that in the first half of this year. Um, and I guess my main concern next year is primarily role, too many cooks in the kitchen, all those sorts of things. Uh, he's gonna, pr- you'd almost guarantee that he maintains DPP mid forward. And, you know, that's fine especially if he gets some time around the ball. But my concern is that when he returned from injury, he wasn't playing around the ball at all. And at times he found it really hard to get into the game at all. You can probably make an argument that he maybe wasn't a hundred percent fit. And uh, we have talked before about players taking longer to get going this year than previous years due to, you know, return to longer game times and, you know, short preseason, all those sorts of things. But, um, To to put it in perspective, before getting injured in round six, he was averaging 115.5 AFL fantasy points and 129 super coach, which again, that's kind of what you'd expect from Josh Dunkley. Then he spent the next 12 weeks injured and came back and played from round 18 onwards. And including all of his final series games, he averaged 71.7 71.7 AFL fantasy and 78 super coach. So across nine games, that's a pretty shit average, to be frank. Um the in the good side of that, I guess, is that he, he scored better in the finals. So he did come back and um through the last three games of the year, he averaged probably in the nineties. Um, but the concern is that he seems to be the first person he gets thrown around by Bevo in regards to, oh, uh, play him forward a bit, I'll uh, play him on the wing, I'll uh, fucking play him in the ruck. Like, he he cops the short end of the stick, and with Bailey Smith and co. coming pretty good uh, through the latter half of the year, you'd kind of suggest that maybe that forward role is where he's going to be sitting, and if that's the case, you know, would you be comfortable drafting him in the top five forwards of the year? And the answer is almost definitely no because it's he's potentially going to you know burn you pretty hard with the beverness
1: yeah it's it's um it's an interesting situation right because you're talking about someone who can literally be the best at the position or be unrosterable probably not unlike jordan DeGoei. yeah um due to role, probably um you'd look at josh dunkley and say well he's got a bit more uh, a bit more of a track record inside. So, uh, yeah, he he could be. He could be. Um, I mean, shit, you could even draft him there and he performs well in the first half and they switch him out or vice versa. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, he he's an interesting cat. I, I think it's really, you know, I think he goes in as the third best forward on the board next year. And I think that's, you know, how could you take it? I mean, you could, de- sorry, you could definitely take him because he's probably got 30 points upside at, on his average and he's probably got 15 downside would be my guess. So there is definite, you know, the risk reward is there for you, but it's just, oof, that's a, it's pretty risky.
1: Yeah. He, I mean, he had a massive layoff. I'd, I'd probably try to take the glass
0: half full approach.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, Preseason is probably going to be a big, big selling point for me
0: i i yeah yeah i'm pretty interested to see where he fits and and if they change much going into next year
1: yeah, yeah it's um yeah he's an interesting one he could certainly burn you that's that's um yeah there's no doubt about that that's um he's going to be a tough guy and there'll be a lot of i think people will have strong opinions
0: yeah it's yep.
1: going to be hard to have a wishy-washy opinion
0: yeah, because I, I think a lot of people will say, well, Trelaw's 31 and gets injured all the time. And, you know, I don't know. Actually, I can't make any other arguments for him going inside. Liber was too good this year. Smith was great. Bont was amazing. Like, how do you, he doesn't displace them. You could displace Smith pretty easy, would it? Oh. Or, or I, I don't think so. I think he really emerged towards the back half of the year. It was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: And geez, third year breakout, isn't he? Or fourth? Is he fourth? Didn't they
1: lose, like, the last three
0: games? The dogs? Yeah. They they lost the grand final.
1: (laughs) No, no, of the regular season. Oh,
0: right, 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 right. Uh, Yeah, maybe.
1: Because they went from, like, first to fifth or something. They
0: definitely did. So they lost the Bombers Hawks and Port um, in the last three of the regular season.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. He's got a great track record, man. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Bailey Smith had some pretty big splits, so I, I could imagine. Yeah. yeah, he's um, you never know with Bevo though. Anyway, some positive news. I'm going to give some positive news. I'm going to give people a treat. Oh what? Cam, you know, I'm a I'm a lover, not a hater.
0: I hope you. I hope a you're a fucking hater. I really hope that you're coming in hard for your trick later and you're just going to finish the show with fucking bombs or
1: I could never do that. Oh, it's disappointing. To one of my boys. Oh, well, he's not really a boy Ooh, but you spoilers. know Ooh. of my but the team I've been a lifelong fan of. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh
1: so I want to give people a treat. I'm going to give them Jack Higgins. Uh he averaged 69. Hey, Dream go. team. There you go. Uh 75 super coach. First year over at St Kilda. He'll absolutely retain forward status. No CBAs whatsoever. Uh, still scored pretty well. Uh, so you got Luke Dunstan's out. Look, Ryan uh, Jack Loney. Su- surprising to me, he's out.
0: delisted um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I was. I thought he was pretty. I thought he was all right. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Shit, I'm not a football fan. Um, <laughs> the midfield, like St Kilda, is just a team that I have a lot of question marks out about. But Jack Higgins, like for you know, he's obviously had the injuries or. Um, brain, brain situation yeah. or whatever you want if you want to call that an injury or not um. but his second half was better so he got better at the the Saints his second half he had the 80 dream team 87 super coach really put some good scores out there even in a one goal six performance yikes um, but I just look at the Saints so you've taken Dunstan who was a really big performer out of the team Loney was good and uh, in, well, Loney was in, in there in the first half. I don't know if he was great, but, um, Jacky certainly was better when he was out of the team. So I look at that midfield team and it's just, it's, I look at the Saints, right? People were hanging shit on the Hawks cause they haven't drafted any of their midfield. Look at the fucking Saints midfield. Like Jack Steele, awesome player, not, not drafted by them. Zach Jones. Injury-prone, not drafted by them. Brad Crouch, injury-prone, not drafted by them. Paddy Ryder, injury-prone, not drafted by them also. So it's a a real mishmash team. And even Jack Higgins wasn't drafted by them. Dan Hanbury, certainly not drafted by them. Injury-prone as well. So they've just dragged in all these guys from other clubs, um, which probably says a lot about the Saints and and how they recruit. But I think it's a team with a lot of question marks is, is sort of what I'm getting at. All those guys, Jones, Crouch, Hanbury or the ghost of, super injury prone. You got Jade Gresham, who's a gun player, but coming off an injury, uh, the Achilles injury, which, um, you you know, it can be tough to come back from. Mm. And and certainly you see players uh, battle it out, if not for their whole career, certainly in the short term when returning. You got Jack Bytel, who was dropped and concussed and all over the shop last year. You got Seb Ross, who was rumored to be out, but he's back. You got Hunter Clark, who should be a midfielder, but he's in the back line. Ad nauseum. I, I don't know what to make of the Saints, but Jack Egans did perform well. We know his his junior scoring was great, which look, I, I think that transfers somewhat. Uh he'll probably have that half forward role at St Kilda. There's so many question marks about that team, but I just look at that second half. He's a good player. Um, the players age 21 to 25. Uh, for score involvements, he, he's ahead of... like He was one of the top players. He's ahead of guys like Rosie, Papley, Fritch. Like, he, he sets that team up to get on the board. I think they've got some good key forwards at St. Kilda, but that midfield team, that midfield mix is just so questionable. I could see him getting in there. Don't know if it happens, um, but he's certainly... Uh, he, he could be Toby Greenlight.
0: Yeah, okay. That's, yeah,
1: that's, that's big. Um, kind of what I'm hoping. And, and like 69, 75, that sort of puts you out of draft range. But in 80, 87, that actually makes you an F3. Yeah, okay. So, so that's what I'm saying. He's just a guy you can stat, put, on, put in your field, be satisfied with. Uh, might not light the world on fire, but he, he'll be... Solid for your forward line. Would you draft him or would you wait?
0: I think I'd draft
1: him because it'll be like around 18 19 pick. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I think you'd get him pretty late. Um, speaking of 69, did you buy the soda stream today?
1: I'm not spending $69 on fucking anything, Cam, yes. let alone water. Yeah. Let alone bubbled water.
0: Bubbled water? I mean. It's worth it. It's so good. It costs you 70 cents to buy the
1: bottle. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right. Well, I'm going to go into... I agree with you. Uh, I think he could be pretty... He's a very good footballer, so there's a very good chance that he scores. I mean, those two games during the middle of the season where they lost to the Swans and the Crows and he pumped out tons, uh, I think, in both formats. That's probably the upper end of, of where he can go, but... Uh, there's definitely scope for him to be getting 20 disposals a game, which he did on a a number of occasions this year and potentially, you know, crack into that midfield. If there's a shitload of injuries, uh, which, you know, as you're saying, they're all made with, by, you know, with a sheet of tracing paper, those guys. So, um, treat. Uh, so now I get to do nice things. Um. And my treat is Nando's. Everyone loves a spot of cheeky Nando's, and so Noah Anderson... I don't anymore, Cam. You don't like Nando's? My
1: arsehole blows up. You're no, being... I love the shit, but I can't eat it.
0: What about... What's that? Lemon and... Lemon, I'm, I'm not lemon and... Lemon and... Lemon and wuss? Lemon and herb. Lemon and wuss?
1: Lemon. <laughs> I'd have the barbecue sauce, man.
0: Yeah, okay. That's fair enough. Nando's is great, So and so is Noah Anderson. Um, so I think going into next year, yeah, there's still... Hugh Green would come back into that midfield. Matt Rao surely going to see increased time on ball and just have built some additional confidence in his body and uh, his own game, and he'll probably be given a bit more of a license to attack. Um, but Noah Anderson this year had four tons in AFL Fantasy and four in Super Coach, and the best thing that I can see about these tons, besides the fact that... Uh, he got them at all, was that they were all above 114. So they're, they're not small tons. So in both formats, when he does score well, he scores big. Um There's probably a little bit of a caveat about those 114 in regards to who they came against. Uh He got two of them against the Blues and one against the Kangaroos and then finally one against the Swans, but they absolutely demolished the Swans in that game. So it was sort of, you know, it, there's a little bit of a a tendency for him to go missing in losses and perform well in wins, uh, if that makes sense. But I mean, the going missing in losses is pretty significant. Like there are times where he goes entire quarters without touching the ball. There's games throughout the year where, I mean, a couple of times he scored like a 39 and a 50. And so his floor is quite low. Um, but then I flip that the other way and I sort of say, well, there's tremendous upside to this, There there's so much upside. He's a third year breakout player this year, um, or potential breakout player. And all he has to do is really be a bit more consistent with his floor. Um, and then, you know, maybe lift his, um, medium games a, a little bit higher as well. And you, you've got sort of all the makings of a, a really, really good player, and scorer. The other thing that I just mentioned is there's some stats that he just doesn't get at all. He can kick a goal all yeah. year. Yeah. But which, So there's, like, just opportunity, you know. You, you kind of say, well, maybe he played inside all year. Like, you can't even – he didn't play outside at all. And there's probably a really good opportunity for him to be sort of first receiver at the Suns where Took or Hugh Greenwood or – you know, David Swallow or any of those, you know, in and under type guys feed the ball out to him and then he distributes. And if that comes to pass this year, then he could absolutely go bonkers and, and sort of do a Mitch Duncan-esque type role. Um, which would be pretty cool. Um, and just the last thing, he played 20 games in a full, like he played 20 games in a full game time competition in his second year, he's going to have developed and learnt so much going into next year. Um, I find it really hard to believe that he goes backwards and he's buried in the deck. He's like 80 average, right? So when you're drafting your midfielders, if people are, you know, not onto it, then he's going to be a late draft and, you know, he could potentially end up scoring a 95 plus.
1: Yeah. Look, everyone knows Noah Inneson's my boy. Um, Copped a lot of shit for this. How much I love that guy, but um, yeah, I, yeah, he. Th- there's a lot there to like. There's there's pretty significant knocks, yeah. Um, in, in terms of fantasy output, and and whether he can realise that potential, I'm probably not super bullish next year. Yep. Um, but it's yeah, he's a great he's a great young player.
0: I don't think he has to do much for it to be a treat. As well, you know, like it. I think he might be, he he might be drafted higher than he should because you know everyone jumps on a third year breakout and wants to hit that you know sweet spot. But if he if he does slide in your drafts, he probably only needs to average you know eighty five or ninety, and you've got a really handy bench midfielder anyway. Well, I think that's
1: where he's going to be. Right, he'll be like say Caleb Sarong. This was for a lot of this year mm. where he floated between your bench the pool and being on field before uh, the the five injuries hit and he really had a good little pop there at the end. I um, Yeah, there's a couple of things Anderson doesn't do that I, I wish he did. Um, and obviously, you've got Greenwood returning. You've got the expectation is that Matt Rale is going to be better next year. Whether that happens or not, we'll wait and see. Brandon Ellis obviously missed some games. I think the Suns can be better. I've got some question marks about the Suns. I'm gonna, I'll talk a, a couple of things about them. Uh, on my trick, but yeah, I, look, you're gonna get him late, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Unless there's hype, like, like it, unless there's a little bit of hype and people want that third year breakout up. Well, I don't think
1: there's gonna be any hype because no salary cappers are gonna be talking about him. So it's only gonna be what, us or keeper coaches.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. And keeper coaches, he's already owned in every keeper league anyway, right? So yeah, absolutely, yeah. Alright, who's your, who's your trick? Yeah, so my trick's Jack Lucretius. Oh, I was just about to say this better be hot fire and then you drop that.
1: Come no, on. No, it's not. It's not hot fire. It's just, it's, it's a, we're, we're not about hot fire at the draft doctors. We're just about coming in with reasonable. Fence you know, sitting takes. It, <laughs> fence sitting takes, apparently. <laughs> my asshole blew up can.
0: <laughs> well, you gotta get off the fence then, man. Jeez.
1: Yeah, that hurts when you're on the fence. No, um so Jack Lecousius is a, is a trick. Ooh. Trick. 86 dream team average 81 super coach and uh we pegged him for the big breakout this year or well, I did at least and mm. uh I've come to come to realize the error of my ways. So I'll paint you the picture for Jack Lecousius. 5th in the league for average marks per game. Wow-wee. Wow, wee. Wow. Tenth in the league for average kicks per game or well, wowie. And and
0: just to add on to that, third in the league for total kicks per game. Oh total kicks across the season. So
1: Wow, what a fucking superstar. How mm. could we consider him a trick? Um <laughs> I actually think that's the issue, right? Like yeah. that is the issue. Right. He is absolutely maxed out in these things. He he is as good as it gets. Like, keep in mind Josh Rotham. Josh Rotham people he, he, <laughs> average the second average I did see that in the league yeah i did
0: and and kicks um, as well who, something like that yeah, yeah. who yeah. right yeah exactly yeah.
1: so the problem with Jack Lukosius is he doesn't do anything else he literally just marks the ball and then kicks the fucking thing and that's and that's it right so he, he's if he doesn't if he isn't excelling in these areas he's borderline unrosterable week to week um so he's a bad intercept player for starters for someone who's in the back line probably close to the worst at the Suns I think we we looked up before uh 3 handballs a game was his average this year Woo. 3 what concerns me about that is he's played 60 games in 3 years and only 3 times has he gone over 6 in a game so these 3 57 games where he hasn't hasn't hit better than 6 a game like to put that in perspective Sh- um jaden short averages six a game. I think Jake Mm. Lloyd averages six a game. So if you're not, you know, finding the ball that way, it's going to be particularly hard. And only averages one tackle a game, which if you're a a defender, you don't have to average massive tackle numbers, but he's only had four times in his 60 games where he's laid over three tackles. So he just... Unless he picks up in other areas, I don't see where he pushes into that top 20 bracket. Like, I think people might suspect he... um should be being looked at because he's obviously a young player, massive hype, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And and then you've also got the rumoured role change of being played forward, which he can do. He's obviously a swing man, talented footballer. not going to take that away from him. But from a fantasy perspective, he's certainly not doing a lot of the things you need to to build the score. And you go, oh, well, there's, there's room to grow. There's room to grow. And there certainly is. But the fact that he hasn't done it on a can like at all, really. Yeah. Like sixty games. To do it only like less than five times is is shocking to me. Uh especially the handball stat. Like that that blows me away. Uh so I I really can't see Lucocious being someone I'm really uh being attacking in in my draft to to go get and and like if you're a defender and your super coach score is less than your dream team score it's fucking
0: ordinary right well and this is like you might remember last year heading into Oh, the, oh, was it on the back of the COVID year? I can't remember when, but I basically called out the fact that his disposal efficiency was actually really not great. And I copped shit in the pod because Stato was like, "That's because he's taken on the, you know, the hard kicks and you know all that sort of stuff." But he's he ranked seventeenth for total turnovers and fifteenth for turnovers per game out of the, in the AFL. His disposal efficiency again was seventy three. Coming out, like if he's your main weapon coming out of defence, and he's turning it over almost a third of the time, like that's risky, and you can kind of see why they're thinking about playing him maybe a little bit further forward, um, of the of of, you know fifty, of the centre bounce.
1: They'll probably just be playing him out of Adelaide in two years.
0: Yeah, yeah, is that where he goes? You
1: reckon? No, who fucking cares, right? Yeah. Get him but, out of there Get him out of the sun Get him and out you was clogging he, up our list
0: Wasn't he your boy as well?
1: Nah, he was never my boy Never he your was, boy I think he was Jono's boy oh, yeah. My boy's Nari Anderson Everyone knows that
0: Everyone knows it
1: And Took was my boy I, I've got a tweet from like five years ago That says if Took gets freed up He'll be a fucking jet Yeah Here we are Here we are Here we Did are Zero stonks to show fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was, uh, was well done, Fizz. Well done. Well done. Uh, Vic- we we'll go find those Twitter questions. Five,
0: five-year-old victory lap.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go back to Jordan Dawson. Doss claiming he... No chance, stop. <laughs> we'll get to Doss. We've got him in the crosshairs this week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else, Cam? No, no, no. Would it good to move on to the Twitter questions? Tweets. Yeah. 17 minutes into the pod. Oh, yeah. Anyone still listening? If anyone's still listening, we're going to do the Listener League in person this year. What? That's right. I said it.
0: Wow. Bookmark. You mean you in person? Like
1: physically? Physically. In person. I've wanted to do this forever. Steve. We're going to physically. do it. Steve Steve. Steve. Physically. Steve Fizz. Physically. Fizz Ed. Yeah.
0: Never made that connection.
1: Fizz. Because I'm <laughs> what was it? What was that guy's tweet? Athletically deteriorated. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. Eastern Wood. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Athletically declined. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, Russ asks, following on the pod last week, believe is a quote from a indicating a lower possession style with more direct delivery to the forwards. I took this to mean less marks. I crunched the numbers. And quite a few of their AFL Fantasy relevant players score around 20% from Marks. Should we be worried? Yes, you should. I think um, MJ made the point about degoey taking a lot of his possessions from Marks. And this is, I think we flagged it um, before with, oh, I forget, I think it might have been on the Dog podcast with Voss mm-hmm. mm-hmm. going from Port Adelaide to Carlton and, and also McRae, the, the Richmond connection to to Collingwood. Play the more territory-based style and and less kick mark, all that sort of thing. He's raised some players like Howe, Noble, Maynard, Crisp, Tagoe, Elliot, Sidebottom, Pendlebury, Grunty, Adams. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Defenders of, yeah. do take marks. I I actually think the defenders are, are not the ones to worry about there. But I do, even though it's a smaller percent of his score, I'm worried a little bit about Taylor Adams because the kicks he gets. Are those really short 15 meter kicks, you know, when they try and move on the inside? If they're going to flip that around from being, you know, a kick mark game style to more territory, move the ball forward at all costs type thing, that that could be, you know, 10% of his score reduced.
1: You you know what's really amazing about this? And I can't believe we're going to bring up this great man's name. The player who would have suffered is Chris Mayne. Oh, he would have been screwed. Yeah. So. It might be one of those situations where no one, or maybe not heaps of people are really cooked, but Chris Mayne would have been absolutely whoosh good. Maybe Caleb Poulter, uh, he really built a lot of marks mm. if you're in a keeper league and maybe looking at a redraft situation. Uh, maybe he's, he's the sort of guy who who takes
0: a hit. And yeah, Degoe is clearly a bit of an outlier. 20% of his score coming from marks is a bit alarming.
1: Yeah, defenders do take a lot of marks though, and I think for the guys who are in in that um back line, um maybe just how returning is is the worry. Well he missed missed a lot of games, so Yeah, for sure. Uh Scott asks, so what is the sour fruit call and sweet fruit calls of the year, or your potato chips and chocolate calls if you pref- prefer? The sour I don't understand this. What is- do you like sour fruit, Cam, or sweet fruit?
0: Oh, I'm probably more of a sweeter fruit kind of guy.
1: Mm. You? I I'm, yeah, I don't I mind lime, but um, I like um. You can't like eat strawberries. yourself surely. No, you can't. You yeah. put it in in alcohol. Um, sweet fruit, yeah, strawberries, right?
0: Watermelon. <sighs> Watermelon is the best fruit.
1: It'd probably be great in Queensland, where. It, was more than eighteen degrees.
0: We had thirty five today and it it was oh, fuck. it was twenty here the other day and I just about collapsed. <laughs> twenty degrees after you know and your colon exploding. It's not not good times. Uh bad times. Yep. Bad times. Uh
1: Russ asks What's worse? Dating mate sister or mother? Cam, the draft doctor's dating show Phil <sighs> fillet. Yeah Doctor fillet Yeah Doctor fillet, <laughs> yeah, Dr. fillet. What do you reckon? Mum or sister. It can't be the, the
0: mum, right? What if the sister it's is worse. your mum? What if the,
1: what the sister is it? your mum? The <laughs> Queensland's really coming <laughs> out of this man.
0: Uh anyway, uh jeez. probably the the older. Surely. It's gotta be the mum. Yeah. It can't not be. Yeah. Uh that's
1: bad. Fuck! Just stay away from that. Jesus
0: Christ, Russ man! You, um, Russ gave us like the the tweet of the year with the fucking Collingwood stats, and then he's followed that with he's backed words. it up. <laughs> he's Russ, fuck it up,
1: mate. Do we need to get Russ on the line. Is he just like is he is he got a mate? And he's like, man, the mum's hot and the sister's hot. <laughs> fuck, jeez, who do
0: I who do I put away? Would Would you class this as a fence sit? Like, could you could you sit it? This <laughs> no, it's no. the mum. Oh, okay. The mum is worse. <laughs> the mum is worse. But um, I remember I
1: went to this house party when I was like 21, and um, it was for this chick's like 18th or 21st or something like that. And and the mum, no, so she came out, and I'm like, oh, and I I didn't know these people. This was back in the day we just walked into people's houses and just got drunk, right? And I walked in and, and this chick is just like smoking hot. I'm like, oh, God damn, she's hot. And then like the older sister walks out and I'm like, God damn, she's fucking hot. And then the mum came out and I'm like, dude. And we all agreed. it was The mum was the winner, right? <laughs> God damn. Damn. Hawthorne. Back, in, back when I went to rich people's houses. There you go. Phil asks, Shay Bolton and Zach Bailey, trick or treat, their forward status might require a higher than you want draft pick.
0: Shea Bolton trick and Zach Bailey treat. I actually think they're both treats. I reckon Shea Bolton's a treat. My concern... It depends the way that you read the Dusty situation, right? So, Ned Baum came out, I think, a week ago and said, oh, you know, he's looking amazing. You know, he's probably improved his running, so he may be able to spend more time in the midfield. Which... I think means that they'll need Shea Bolton forward.
1: Well, he already played a lot, all, basically all forward anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he was not great when yeah, he but played. If him, Richmond
1: are better, then you'll yeah. score better, right? Yeah. So uh, if you're backing on Richmond coming back, which maybe that's the bad take.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I'm not. Yeah. Not, okay.
1: Yeah. You think Steve Hawking's final au revoir was to cook
0: Richmond? I still don't think that. That's such a conspiracy it's abso- theory, It's
1: absolutely Steve Hawking. You reckon? Yeah, fucking what? on. Look at what? that. Oh, Jesus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Oh, fair enough. What? Oh, wait. Have you been on the Geelong big footy board lately, Camps? That no, is a good bloke. What are you talking about? No, bloke? he's he's a
0: good bloke. He's going. Yeah, well, fucking yeah. good.
1: Um, Freeman or Crude have an ISO draft of the worst calls predictions ever made on the pod. It'd be too long.
0: It's a very long pod.
1: There'd have to be some contenders from DOS. There would be. Surly asks, seeing that the Simpsons comes up so frequently, which draft doctor, past or present, is most like which Simpsons character? Cam, I've spent time on this, but I want to hear your answers. Oh,
0: see, I didn't spend any time on it at all, but I did like so Russ. You know, after it's a fucking roller coaster with Russ this week. All right, we've had good tweet, your mum tweet, and then followed into, <laughs> uh into <laughs> Russ. Russ. Excellent, excellent takes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. He's had a, he's had a, a week. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) he's followed it up with excellent observations on Simpsons characters. I'd suggest. So he's given DOS the, uh, the testy blowout teen, uh, guy, which is, it's great. It's the pre DOS voice dropping, uh, and then Stato, the fucking old guy. Oh my God. Yeah, John o Barney. It's a pretty much dead ringer. I'm the monkey in Homer's head, which is pretty accurate. And then finally, Steve is the Angry Simpsons mob. <laughs> which, I, was- I mean, if there's a mob that were kind of, you know, they could be a mob or they could also take it or leave it, then it's probably, probably, probably more close to you. It's a whole mob that sits on the fence. I always
1: wait for these sort of things because I know I'm going to be the last one, so it's going to be... It better be something good. That, yeah, it wasn't bad. Anyway. Yeah, thanks, Russ. That was... Yeah, fuck, what is going on, man? You're out of lockdown or... Were you even in lockdown? I don't know. It's crazy. Crazy, man. We'll just have Russ's question section. <laughs> um, so, my my ones were... Um, I've got... I've got DOS is Apu. Okay. Okay. So, think about it with this. Vegetarian? Yeah. And also, he made that... Paddy Dow video, right? He lied to us through song.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. And right? I'm pretty certain Mrs. Dos's name is Manjula,
1: <laughs> good luck with the seven kids. That
0: paywall content will help you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Perform. Um, Cam, your Millhouse. Yep. Yep.
0: They got the dud.
1: So, well, you nerdy kind of try hard. Oh yeah. There you go. How, how are you? What, what, the flood pants.
0: For, oh, my th- knees are bone dry. <laughs> <So good. Yeah. laughs>
1: Jono Jono's surly. Duff oh, Gardens. You he's Dressed as a beer, dressed as a beer, beer. and just hate, hates people. And but other, he still turns yeah. up.
0: Otherwise, he was going to be the water in Duff Gardens. The the. Oh, t- yeah, it's the, a small yeah. world. He's the actual.
1: Yeah. He's the water. He's the water. Yeah. That's oh cool. no. Stato is Skinner, Principal Skinner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's served, we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the haircut, uh, responsible, and and he often mistakes B's for R's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's got who, who's Josh Rattle?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can
1: see it. I can see Look, it. It's not my strongest. Not my. He's a hard one, Stato. I'm. Um, uh, oh,
0: geez. Who? He's Mattingly. No, not Mattingly. Because Mattingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and who else? And, no, and I was, like, and who I, was uh, I
1: was gran- I was groundskeeper Willie. Because like I'm a fucking greenkeeper and, and I'm angry and I live in a shack. Yeah, poor okay. as shit. Actually, grease me up, woman. Actually, that is a the shack is
0: possible <laughs> pervert. Possible pervert as well. <laughs> <laughs> The shack is on point. (laughs) So,
1: there you go. Very good. Yep. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're good. Oh, my God.
0: We got out. Fuck, it's 45 minutes. It's a good pod. It's a good pod. (laughs) That's that's coming in at
1: 11 and a bit minutes a player. Yeah.
0: Wow. (laughs) A lot of content. A lot of quality content.
1: My goodness. Look, listeners, we'll be back next week with... The make it or break it pod. <laughs> no, I don't know. We'll, is that just
0: we'll, Homer oh, going back into the hedge and coming back out with a different hat as well?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll rebadge something else. Yeah, I, I forget where we're at. Warnie, release the positions, God damn it!
0: Yeah, we need content.
1: We got nothing. This we got is, nothing.
0: This is seriously we're bordering trade radio. <laughs> the, the longer we go.
1: Oh, oh, there was a pick swap. Cam, did you see it? Collingwood gave up pick thirty seven for like forty two and fifty nine or something.
0: Wow. God
1: damn.
0: Yep. Times. Time what a time to be alive. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's
1: great stuff. So yeah, um the big takeaway is um live draft. That
0: will happen. Wow.
1: Laying a marker. At a pub, you reckon? Surely. Well, I've I've muted the word pub. So, oh, um, so if we organise it at a pub, I won't be able to see it, which would be in keeping with the the listener league of always fucking it up. Yeah, as long as we don't do categories again,
0: that would that that was not great.
1: Well, I love the listener league because we always mix it up. I've got a spe- I've got. I've even got the fucking. I've got the curveball of all curveballs for the draft too. Oh wow. Yeah. Bonsai. I can't tell you. I can't that- tell you. I'll tell you off air. Linear. <laughs> It's
0: it's linear. No, (laughs) it's not linear. It's better.
1: No, it it it'd fuck people up, especially with a few drinks. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Cool. So,
1: listeners, be prepared. If you think you're up to the challenge,
0: ooh. Okay, let's roll.
1: Cheers. Bye.